Adam, sounds like you're playing some jazz. Doesn't it? Absolutely. I like it. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored. Oh, I can't even finish the sentence. It's too much. It's too good. Man, that does sound like jazz. We're inspired today. Oh, we are. Well, we have a Spotify playlist that we're going to go through a little bit. And hopefully... Hopefully uh, we don't get sued or dinged. Yeah, hopefully. So the name of today's... The title of today's episode, I should say, is... Is Stevie really a jazz musician? Yes, here's why. Now, yes, a controversial. You'll hear it. <laughs> yeah, controversial title maybe or non-controversial. Not controversial to us. Nobody in this room is a controversy. A bit of a controversy. No. Yeah. The non-controversy is a, never mind. Is Prince's song "Controversy" really jazz? That would that would come to mind maybe. as well. Yeah. No, you know what it is. Here, here's what the idea behind today's episode is: is oftentimes when I'm listening to Stevie Wonder, I think Stevie Wonder is the best jazz musician of his generation. He just happens to sell a crap ton of records and most jazz musicians don't but the spirit is exactly the same like what you're playing now is not anything different than I played at my gig this morning you know what I mean that intro that I just played you are the sunshine of my life that's a whole tone scale (laughs) you know what I mean I know all no, the, the elements the, are there. The, the the depth, the breadth. I I would say even like you know, you know, we'll we'll talk about the obvious elements in terms of harmonic ingenuity and complexity and interest and and rhythmic and and improvisation and all the things. I would just say the joy that it brings to us to performers. Obvi- it's obvious the joy that he brings through his lyrics and his music to the masses, which is just he's just a special, special songwriter talent, and, sure. and you know kind of once once in a generation if we're lucky, but. You know, when we we were talking about is he really a jazz musician or jazz writer or part of the jazz world, I think it's because of the joy that he brings to us to players that want to improvise and take mm-hmm. tunes and make something different out of them. Totally. You know, in the same way that that you know all the great songwriters, I think you could say is George Gershwin a jazz musician? Okay, probably not, but his the material. And I don't even want to compare. It's not even about comparing. It's just the the you know when you have music that is universal and runs deep with listeners mm-hmm. um worldwide and with players worldwide then you're really on to something and that and stevie wonder probably more than any yeah. artist of the last 150 200 years epitomizes that yeah and i think the We're reason fans, the reason why notice. most jazz musicians are such fans of his is because he's got this combination of does this sound familiar yeah he's deeply steeped in the blues yeah he's a uh a virtuosic improviser yes and he has and uses very complex harmonic and melodic structures in yep. his songwriting yes these are all things that feel like home to jazz musicians yeah. so even if he's not straight ahead swinging no it's but, all funky and it feels like it just feels like great black and yeah music. and he's always been a very um you know as as a music student and music um as a musician and as a songwriter from a very young age, he was always very open to learning from many different influences. But he, but he has a lot of jazz tradition. I don't know if you've ever heard him. I've heard him several times live, and a couple of times he played Giant Steps. Come on, yeah, no, I mean just like played. It's like a warm up tune, and people are like, "What the hell's going on?" But you know, they're giving some yeah, slack. Yeah, people yeah. They didn't know it. They're, they're like, for, "Oh, he's going to get to the hit soon." Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, you know, he's very well versed and, and has known a lot of jazz musicians. And he throws that in because he knows the musicians are there too. Well, there's like seven of us. You yeah, know, exactly. And it's it's fun and plays the blues and just does a lot of different things. But. So we have seven examples. We love our list of seven. Yeah. Here are some examples of what we think kind of epitomize 
Stevie's main jazz influences. I'm going to start Basically off Basically, just tracks we like. Yeah, because it's like everything, right? I mean, and, and he really is his own category. Can we play music. along a little on this? Since we, or Man, that, you can that... play however much you want. I'm going to okay. start with Too High here from Inner Visions. Okay. First of all, there's that bass line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those triads over the pedal. Like, this all is... It swings. I mean, it makes you want to improvise. I know, yeah. And this is like kind of a, you know, it's basically a minor 11. Exactly. I mean, it's some like 13 chords descending over that, that pedal point five whole tone kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Very advanced. But I mean, you know, he has a way of taking very advanced stuff and unlike most jazz writers, making it sound complicated and, uh, you know, undecipher- indecipherable yeah. to the average listener. Stevie makes it sound beautiful, funky, and popish to the oh, listener. So good. And yep. our next selection here, uh, you picked, and I love this ballad, If It's Magic. Oh, yeah. Harp. Now, this is one where it's like, it, it, it's. It's around the harp, so you wouldn't think like, oh, this is like a if jazz thing. Yeah. But it really, the changes... Yeah, this is standard. Then why can't it be everlasting? What key is this in? A? E. E. Yeah, he loves E. Like the sun that always shines. What a beautiful tune. Yeah. Like so nice. Rhymes. Relative minor 11. He loves that minor 11. Better than most jazz? I yeah, think he might yeah. be. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, he takes, he's got all the, the jazz sensibilities, and he's just a, an extreme songwriting tastemaker yeah. that understands, you know, and, and lyricist. Yeah. And like connects the lyrics with, you know, the harmony. And then a song, and this, I mean, the, ba- the, 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 the bridge. The bridge. B form. <clears throat> I actually recorded that years ago. I'm trying to remember who was. I think Nicholas Payton's playing on it. Oh, you dropped that. Yeah, name I did it. Sorry, did I drop that name? Bam, there it went. The <laughs> no, I mean it's you know. Uh, what? Yeah, what? What a beautiful. So song. number three. This is this tune is one that jazz musicians love to play. Yeah, and uh, ding, ding, <clears throat> has a lot of salsa ding, influence, ding, especially ding. in the piano part. Obviously, don't you worry about a thing. I've never played this actually. I love it. <laughs> But what gets me about this one is that uh, that thing at the yeah the series, yeah yeah series That's of great I think it's not even that one yeah yeah Man. so great uh, number four do you know this tune Tuesday Heart oh yeah you know that is on saxophone who listen if you if you li- listen deeply you're, you'll hear it. Oh, it comes in the second course. Oh, no, I'm saying. Clap. Clap. The structure of this song, though, could be like Solar or something. That's a young uh, David Sanborn. Is it David Sanborn? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Before he was David Sanborn. But he already sounds like, you know what I mean? Sounds like David Sanborn. Yeah. 
tritone subs, but at the right place, the I know, right man. time, it's not, not cheesy overly at all. Come on, of course. He and loves then, this minor four. I think this is Stevie playing drums on this. Yeah, it is. Man, he has sharp nines. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, so good. Come on, Steve. All right, our next one. This is an obvious choice for, for Stevie what? Wonder's. Is, look, look, let's, can we throw a little trivia in as we go? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Stevie Wonder's real name. Um, boy, given name. Are you asking Birth me? Birth name, yeah. Steve Lind. Steve Lind Morris. Morris, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Isn't that like it's the name of his like writing company or something? It's like Stephen Morris. Could be. Could be. Uh, this one is obvious. Yeah. And I song love, he wrote about the Masters Yeah, of exactly. Ella, Duke, Count. It. And I love this because like it's actually swinging the drum groove. And I think it's his hit. I mean, I should know this better because I love Steve. I always forget. I think this is him playing. No, maybe this isn't him on drums. But like the groove, it's almost like a swing groove. Like, you know, the hi-hat and stuff. Pattern, yeah. But it's in the pop, you know, the really like of the time in a way. Yep. And the bass line is almost like a two-field. But it's not corny, you know? Yeah. And I remember when I first heard this, when it was on the radio, I didn't really, I knew a little about jazz, but I wasn't like into jazz. I was just listening to radio pop music in the day. And this was a hit, you know? This was actually... That's so hip. Yeah. That kind of syncopation. This was maybe the B-side to I Wish. I think that's correct. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what I'm remembering? Wait, wait, wait. A little respect for the breakdown. Oh, it's that's it's oh, not going to yeah. happen for a minute. Yeah. Let's give ahead. It's a double. It's a beat to a very jazz musician. I I if, but that was disrespectful. So that's just a, uh, a pentatonic scale, the whole yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Stevie took our pentatonics course. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, Stevie. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> he does not need it. No, but you know what's too is like Stevie, I, I, and I don't think he did this before his vocal because he's always had a big range. And he's still, I saw him a couple of years ago, the last time, I've seen him several times live um, over the years, but I saw him maybe three years ago when he was in St. Louis. He sings everything in the same key. Which is amazing because yeah. his Cats voice old is usually don't do that. incredible, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot anyway, of work. and he did like a really long show, "Songs of the Key of Life." He did the entire album, mm. but I mean, he's also playing keyboards a lot. Obviously, he wrote all this music. He performed. He played bass and drums on some of these tracks, but these are hard keys for everything. Yeah, but he wrote. If he wanted to hear him, he didn't do this to be like, "Ah, I'm playing in B." So now you guys, he had to play it. So. It would have been a lot easier in B flat, but he liked the sound. Like he really wrote music for how he wanted it to sound when he was singing or whatever it was. But it was not about what's the easiest way. Amazing. Yeah. This next one. Oh, and let me just add in too. I, I think I think that was the B side to, because that was a really big hit. Like when I was about twelve years old, eleven. I know it's not on the list. Oh, this is the one I recorded with Nicholas Payne. Sorry. I wish. They're all all of those tunes could yeah. have that influence. So this one is one that maybe it's probably I mean it was covered by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a rock band. Yeah. And it's known for being harder rocking. But check out the bit of Elvin Jones ish influence for Higher Ground. Yeah. Going into this the drum fill. Oh come yeah, on. That's killing. Right? 
There's not a bit of Elvin in that. I don't know oh, what. Absolutely. Ow, ow, ow. Yeah. Man. That's really all you got to play. I mean, and then the during thing. that period, too, he was, well, even a little bit before this, like, well, I guess that's, that's Intervisions. Is Higher Ground on Intervisions? Or no, fulfilling his first finale. But around that time, um, Stevie Wonder was going to New Orleans a lot, listening to a lot of meters, yeah. playing, hanging with them. Like, he really took that influence. There was the jazz influence. There was the New Orleans funk. There's a lot he, of blues he, in the higher blues, ground, too, man. For he, sure, obviously. He was able to take these different influences, I mean, truly kind of like just American sounds and filter them through his genius in a way that's... that's. And then we're going to end and go out, Andrew, on Isn't She Lovely? And I, I chose this one to go out on. Because of all the things we're talking about, we haven't yet talked about what a killing improvising harmonica player. Oh, right, is. exactly. And this has one of my favorite harmonica oh, solos. Oh, it's incredible. Ever. This isn't, isn't she much lovely? sample? Oh, this is also covered by tons of yeah. We're going to skip ahead here to the. Uh, harmonica solo uh go to openstudiojazz.com check out all our courses yeah and we have to uh, do a stevie wonder course we should do a come stevie on now. Did that, come did on that man just happen? see if stevie's available i think that's just i think <laughs> we know what you're recording in q2 yeah <laughs> uh anyway until tomorrow you'll hear it you'll hear this <laughs> <laughs>